Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 8th of September. One week from today, if you can believe this, not based on the temperatures of the last couple of days, it's been ungodly hot out and annoying and humid and miserable, but uh, you guys all know I hate the heat. But a week from today, the Flyers rookie game will be taking place. They'll be playing Friday the 15th, which is this Friday coming up. Not tonight, a week from tonight. And Saturday the 16th against the New York Rangers at the PPL Center in Lehigh Valley. So we will be watching some form of professional hockey coming up a week from today. Can't wait for that. Flyers camp is around the corner starting this week coming up with rookie camp, training camp, and eventually preseason games coming up in about two weeks. And season just around the corner as well and all are signed sealed and delivered now what the heck am I talking about how about Morgan Frost the deal gets done way in advance of camp I thought maybe this would get a little closer to the actual start date of training camp but the Flyers and forward Morgan Frost have agreed on a two-year 4.2 million dollar contract 2.1 million dollars AAV that according to general manager Danny Briere Frost had 46 points, 19 goals, 27 assists last season in 81 games with the Flyers during the 22-23 season. Now, Morgan Frost, all said and done in his career in the NHL, has played 158 games. He's got 26 goals, 43 assists, 69 points, 42 penalty minutes in that time. And a guy that, you know, when you look at his development, now going back, let's go back first to 2017. He's a 27th overall pick of the Flyers in the uh, 2017 entry draft, coming off some pretty spectacular seasons in the OHL where he had 112 and 109 points in each of his last two years there. 67 games played in 17-18, he had 112 points. 60 or 58 games played in 2018-19, he had 109 points. 37 goals, 72 assists that year. Played in uh, the 1920 season, Prior to the pandemic with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, played in 41 games at 29 points, 13 goals, 16 assists. Played in the fly- with the Flyers that season, 20 games as well, and ended up with 7 points. And we know he dealt with some injuries. The shoulder had some injuries that he dealt with in some very key years, coupled with the disruption that was the pandemic. And that can upend some guy's development arc. You know, Morgan's a player that when he played in junior, when he played for the Sioux Greyhounds in the Ontario Hockey League, didn't have to defend a whole heck of a lot. I mean, they had the puck. His line basically had the puck all the time. So there was not a lot of defending. So he did have elements of the pro game that he had to learn, uh, like defending and learning how to defend 200 feet of the ice. And as a center, played some wing in the NHL, obviously, and has been playing uh, some center and probably more suited to be a center in the NHL, especially with his vision and his creative offensive playmaking, which we really started to see last year. So Morgan Frost gets the deal done. That's a good sign. Now, why is this a good deal for the Flyers? Why is this a good deal for Morgan Frost? There's a lot of times you see contracts signed in sports, and you go, oh, that's a good deal for the player, or oh, that's a good deal for the team. You know, if you jump on a player early and you get him that guaranteed money and he turns out to be, you know, outperform his contract, 
why is this a good deal? Couple of reasons why I think this is a good deal. Number one, the commitment is not exorbitant. It's two years. It takes Morgan Frost up to being an arbitration eligible restricted free agent. It had you gone three years, you would have walked him right up to free agency and you lose a lot of negotiating power as an as an NHL team when you walk a player right up to unrestricted free agency because they can go to market. A restricted free agent, you have a lot more control over. And then an arbitration-eligible restricted free agent, you have a little less control because you do have the arbitration element to it, although you know, you don't like to take players to arbitration. You know, We saw an arbitration case with the Flyers this summer, as a matter of fact. And you see them from time to time where they get avoided and you don't want to go into arbitration because you don't want to have that element of having to bring up the warts of a player to an arbitrator. And that's what you have to do. You have a number as an organization that you've proposed, say player X, you say, we've offered him $2 million. The player has requested $4.5 million. Now the arbitrator is going to decide where their true value is based on NHL comparable contracts and all the information set forth. But Morgan Frost gets done at the 2.1 this year, 2.1 next year. He's 24 years of age. Like I said, he'll be a restricted free agent when the contract is up, so he doesn't go right to UFA status. And this is, you know, if you kind of look at the Flyers cap friendly, you can see this line of demarcation. You can see it. Noah Cates signed a two-year bridge deal at $2.625 million. He's an arbitration-eligible restricted free agent at the after the 24-25 season, same as Morgan Frost. Then you look at Owen Tippett. He signed his extension, had year one of it last year, year two this year. He's arbitration-eligible restricted free agent after this season. Those two players. Tyson Forster will be an RFA after the next two years, but he's on his ELC just entering into the National Hockey League. Then you see Cam York. million this year and next year, a restricted free agent after the 24-25 season. So you don't tie yourself long-term to these players, and you'll be happy to pay them if they play great and they perform extremely well because that's a good sign. So we'll see uh, where it goes for Morgan Frost. This is the player betting on himself, and this is the organization not incurring too much long-term risk. I think it's a. I am always in favor of a player betting on himself because I do believe that in pro sports, that playing for your financial future is a huge incentive. I don't know many people that would kind of argue that or not believe that, but players have a very small window of time to set themselves up financially for the rest of their lives. And you have to capitalize on it, which is why, you know, players want, and and we see it in today's NHL more than ever. We see players now getting paid on what they're going to be or what they are more than players getting paid for what they were. I mean, you look at the deal, the Sanderson deal in Ottawa, eight times eight. That's, I mean, 15 years ago, players of that age would never get a deal like that. You would have had to do so much in your NHL career to get a deal like that. But probably when you got it, you couldn't live up to it anymore. 
Those deals were very rare. But this is a player that they feel like they know and that that's going to be a bargain for him because of the player that he is, maybe isn't yet, but is going to be. Flyers are going to have a lot of those decisions to make when it comes to guys like Morgan Frost in two years, Owen Tippett after this year, Noah Cates after two years, Cam York after two years, uh, Carter Hart as well as in that situation. So there's a there are going to be a lot of those decisions to make. And when you have a new regime like you have right now, headed up by Chairman Dan Hilferty, President of Hockey Operations Keith Jones, and, for, and General Manager Danny Briere, we have to see how they're going to construct this team and how they're going to evaluate and assess player value. Now, every person that is building a hockey team, not every person, but some, some see it through very similar lenses on how to build a team. Some see it as, okay, we got to be big and tough on the back end. we got to build from our net out, and we have to have responsible forwards with you know, some grit and, and, you know, we, we see the teams like Tampa. We see, we saw Colorado, the way they were built. You see the successful teams in the NHL, the way they're built and everybody wants to emulate it, but there are other parameters to that. Some value the stay at home, 28 minute and a night defenseman like Drew Doughty more than they value a defenseman on the back end, like a Quinn Hughes in Vancouver. Or they value a guy like Charlie McAvoy more than they value a guy like Kale McCarr. Although McCarr, I think, has got way more value than McAvoy and all of those combined. So at this point in his NHL career. But how they want to build a team, the DNA of their team, you know, this will all play into that as well. And to not have, to have so many of these young players that did take steps forward last year and need to continue to take steps forward now but not a long-term commitment where you're tied at the hip for the next six to eight years is a good thing. Because if the player does develop and it's the kind of team that you are building, then you commit to each other long-term when you have to. You don't have to yet. That's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to put a ring on it just yet. You can keep the process going as you gather more information, as these players are faced with more responsibility, more adversity, and as the team continues to ascend in relevancy. That's what I'm trying to say. Morgan Frost, congratulations. He gets the two-year extension. All players will be in camp, and we'll be watching hockey a week from today. Short episode today. We're going to get to a lot of stuff. Come Bill Meltzer on Monday, and then Rookie Camp starts this week. We'll be talking to a lot of players, staff, and, and management, and everybody else over the next bunch of weeks. You can bet on that as well. But everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you Monday with Bill Meltzer on a brand new Flyers Tale. Yeah.